This is a news update from the University of Portsmouth. I'm Emma Gaysford. Linked to tales of terror and suspense, Stephen King has come to symbolise the horror genre. I caught up with Dr Rebecca Janica from the School of Film, Media and Communication and asked her why King continues to enthrall fans after four decades of thrilling fiction. There is such a wealth of horror gothic certainly in cinema and more recently a great deal in TV and streaming as well. If you'd like to attend the Stephen King Symposium event on the 21st of May, please visit www.port.ac.uk and search events. So it's a name that most people will, will know that they've heard of, Stephen King. What is so special about his writing? I think the interesting thing about King is there's such a wealth of material there that there will probably be a lot of people that will find something that they like, even if they don't like absolutely everything. And of course, some people will come back for more. But he's so well versed in horror that he's great at kind of going to these classic recognisable tropes or motifs, you know, the ghost, the werewolf those sorts of things and finding a way of taking something that people are familiar with and then putting his own kind of spin on it, retelling that tale in a fresh way. I think that's a big thing that he does. He's written over 62 books, I think. Why, why do you think he has such a large following? For a lot of people, it's probably not an exaggeration to say that his name is pretty much synonymous with horror. And then there will be for some people who you know, they won't really remember a time when he wasn't part of the horror kind of media experience or horror culture, really. He's a great storyteller. He's very engaging. He's really good at developing characters. And I think that's something that kind of lures people in and gets them gripped for what are often very weighty, lengthy novels. And that can lend itself really well to adaptation. And what do you think sets him apart from other horror writers? I think he's very, very keen to kind of look around and see what's happening and to evolve. I mean, you know, for someone that's been so productive and had such longevity, we've kind of seen him go through lots of different changes in culture, you know, different sorts of attitudes, social attitudes technology so something like cell a few years ago responded to very specific sort of adaptations in what was happening with technology and culture and that kind of thing so he is quite keen to see you know he's great at tapping into what people are interested in and what's changed and then perhaps really kind of exploiting those ideas about what people might worry about what these new changes might bring i guess yeah he's really moved with the times hasn't he so i'm I'm thinking back to his i mean you'll be able to tell me more but um his first book i think was carrie and that was written in the early 70s and he's still you know hitting sort of number one bestsellers isn't he oh yeah absolutely yeah i did some research for a a piece on king as a 21st century author a little while ago and we're kind of going from certain point with feminism you know people change and evolve and he really does try to think about that and engage with those those ideas and kind of move things along, see what people are interested in now, what the latest concerns are, I guess. 
And why do his books translate so well into films? This is an interesting one because a lot of the books are very long and inevitably, you know, some of the material, a lot of the material is not going to make it. But there usually are some very kind of clear lines, memorable aspects of those stories. Often the characters, you know, if you talk to people that read a lot of King will often say, yeah, you know, he's great at writing characters. He's great at getting the reader kind of drawn in immersed in the path or the kind of mindset of that character and that will kind of carry you along and he's also very good at building up to kind of memorable spectacular you know kind of crescendo experiences when perhaps people confront a monster or the whatever the horror is reaches some kind of climax and I think they have a sort of potentially visual quality to them I think that he is very aware of horror culture and that's something that probably kind of informs his work as well as him informing cinematic work too. And do you think you have to love horror to love Stephen King? I'm just thinking of some of his films like uh, Stand By Me you know which isn't obviously horror and then there's something like It that actually you know I I don't think I can look at clowns in the same way. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I think that's actually, that's a very interesting question and one I've had sort of a few conversations with people about. And I think you'll often find somebody who likes a book by King that is not particularly a horror fan. And there are quite a few examples. Another classic example would be something like Shawshank Redemption, which is, you know, much loved film version. You know, people find a lot to engage with in that particular story. Yeah, he's, you know, very good at engaging with other genres, you know, science fiction, adventure. In more recent years, and there has been an adaptation too, we've had a detective trilogy. Are there any films that you would like to have seen, you know, that that haven't, any of his novels that haven't been made into films yet that you would like to see as, as movies? I think it's probably not too much of a stretch to say that there will be plans for most things, but I think something that I have read fairly recently, Elevation, which is a story that was kind of King took inspiration from other America, another American writer, um, Richard Matheson. This is a really interesting story, and I think that would make a, a nice, intriguing little narrative. Um, it's more of a kind of experience and a way of kind of conjuring up mood. But I think that could be a, you know, that could be an interesting one. There's always going to be something in the pipeline. So, you know, you, you, you think of something and before you know it, something will be out there. <laughs> and Rebecca, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I'm going to have to ask you, <laughs> what is your favourite? What would you recommend? Um, I might be a bit cheeky and I might, I've, I do, I've given this a bit of thought and there are two things that kind of spring to mind for me because I love a ghost story and I like haunted houses. So The Shining is always one that I really appreciate and I would certainly recommend. But a less well-known story, which is also a ghost story and I have great enthusiasm for, is Bag of Bones, which is a very kind of atmospheric tale. It's a sort of late 20th century so we are sort of some way into into king's work there and it's really kind of gripping spooky and very sort of 
claustrophobic in a good way. You know, you're kind of feeling what, what the protagonist feels with that story. The way we've watched things now has changed so much. Can you, has it had an impact on how, how we view Stephen King films? Yeah, I think that's interesting because I wrote a couple of years ago when the second, because, you know, the two very high-profile IT films came out, part one and two, and there was a lot of excitement and energy around that, not least because one of the cast um, was in Stranger Things, so there was a natural kind of, you know, the look and feel of it was quite contemporary as well as quite nostalgic. And there is a sense that people still look to the cinema for that experience. It's an event, you know, you kind of go and you go with other people and that has a special quality to it. But I think as well with King, given that a lot of his works are lengthy and quite complex and rich and detailed, I think sometimes people might feel that you know, a two-hour film is not going to do justice to that. And in many ways, now that we are seeing a resurgence of quite lavish and detailed small-screen narratives, that seems like a natural place to go for a lot, you know, because back sort of early 90s, there were a few mini-series and King was becoming really well-known for those, you know, It and that kind of thing. And that works really well because those are longer stories and they have more time to play out. Dr Janica, thank you very much for talking to me today. It's been really, really fascinating. 